Today's episode is sponsored by Consori. Fellas, have you ever wished you were a little bit taller? Maybe you matched it on Tinder, but her profile says, must be over six feet. Maybe your date wants to wear heels, but she can't because it'll make her taller than you. Well, I got the Short Kings covered with today's sponsor, Consori. Consori makes shoes that make you up to 2.0 inches taller without anyone knowing. Look, girls get heels, makeup, and push-up bras. Why can't men get a boost in confidence too? We're all the same high lying down anyway, if you know what I mean. For a limited time only, our listeners get an extra 15% off your order with the code INFC at Consori.com. The site is already 30% off, and with our code, you get an extra 15%. That's 45% off your entire order. Support our show and check them out at conzuri.com and use the code INFC. Life's short, but you don't have to be. It's time to level up the playing field, boys. Maybe update that dating profile to six feet. Consori is an absolute game changer when it comes to your dating life. On top of 30% off the site, our listeners get an extra exclusive 15% off discount at Consori.com with the code INFC. That's a total of 45% off your order. Use code INFC at Consori.com. Go to C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com with code INFC. When I'm going to get high, I put on a pair of Consoris. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, and still just me. So that's where we are right now. Um, but yeah, um, I ended up once again recording this on Wednesday because I am uh, too fucking lazy to try to record this on Sunday. Um, I might actually have to record next episode on Wednesday again as well because of the fact that, um, well, I will be at a, I'll be doing a road trip, uh, with the Houston Dynamo Academy, uh, 15s and 17s. We'll be going in this weekend into, uh, Missouri. We're going to Missouri, uh, having a game against St. Louis City SC's Academy and then immediately the next day playing against Sporting Kansas City. So, um, and then also the, fo- actually might have to do Wednesday also for the following, the next weekend as well, cause I have also a road trip to Colorado, uh, so. Fun, 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 fun. Actually, I'm pretty excited. You know, obviously, I, I, these are places I've never traveled to, so uh, I'm really, really excited to go there. Uh, get some flyer miles. I'm, I'm really excited. This is like my first real road trip. Not, no offense to Brown, the, the city of Brownsville, but so I'm just really excited about that. Um, but yeah, uh, this episode um, is actually a pretty big one. We'll see how long this episode lasts. Maybe it's a little bit more than an hour. Maybe it hits an hour. We'll see. Uh, but we are talking, uh, headlines, uh, involving some, some very controversial stuff, uh, some things that happened in the MLS, some frustrations with U.S. soccer, um, which, uh, I'm gonna, I kind of want to see where I'm going with, with that one. Um, but, but yeah, so we'll, we'll do that. We'll give our games to recap, um, which is a big one for Edward, especially with the singing bed, uh, table going on. Uh, we announce our players of the week, give you guys uh, a look at the finishing, well, not the, the completion of the knockout rounds, or the playoff rounds, I guess you could say, of Europa League and the Europa Conference League. And then we'll go ahead and uh, give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend and give you guys my closing thoughts. And it actually, really enough, has it to do with Ted Lasso, a show that I've, uh, I've I finished. I'm I'm fully up to date, so I'm ready for the next season, new season of Ted Lasso. Um, 
Not entirely sure if I'll just wait till the season's over and then be able to binge it because I'm I'm not really a fan of waiting a week for a new episode. So we'll see. We'll see how I am about that. But I, I usually like to wait out a little bit so I have some episodes to watch. Um, I like watching it in cons- consistently. Uh, I'm a weirdo like that, but but yeah. So so my closing thoughts on Ted Lasso and uh, wrap this show up in a pretty tight, pretty pretty little bow for you guys. Once again, I will be editing this episode because, like I said, I I don't like I don't like giving Spencer like a, a such short notice like this. So I would rather just have me do do all the do this work, and so that way. It makes things a little easier for him. But yeah, so we'll go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with episode 124. So, all right, let's get to it. We have breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble and trouble with Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. So make sure you get 20% off in free shipping when you go to Manscaped.com by using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at Manscaped.com. And we're back. All right. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC as you guys have been keeping up with us, especially with Players of the Week because we do uh, polls now for Players of the Week both on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC uh, to let you guys kind of make some impact as far as our Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award uh, goes. So, which I'm starting to know is a little trend. Um, it seems like basically whoever Edward picks, that's who you guys end up voting for because I don't... Not a single one of my players of the week have has won the voting. Um, last week's, which was pretty close because you know obviously it's Kylian Mbappe, but uh, you know Kaylor Navas still ended up winning. I'm starting to think that like y'all are just voting for whoever whoever the hell Edward votes for, and uh, I I mean I I guess I, I don't know maybe it's just me maybe I'm just being crazy, uh, but. But anyways, yeah, so we do that as well. Obviously, we post uh, things to get you guys involved. Um, if you guys know, remember, um, I still have my, my my jersey bed giveaway going on. If if Tottenham wins a trophy, I will do a jersey giveaway. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I don't think it's going to happen this year because, like I said, it's Tottenham. But, you know, anything can happen. Anything can happen in this world. But, uh but yeah, so once again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. Also, follow Belly Up Sports at Belly Up Sports and at Belly Up Media on Instagram and Twitter as well. Lots of great stuff going on over there as well. All right, so headlines, and we got to start off with a big doozy one over here as um, Hakimi. So if guys, if guys don't know, which I don't know how you don't know, especially if you're listening to a soccer podcast, um, Hakimi uh, plays fullback, but I mean, this guy's... An amazing player just overall, but uh, right back, plays for PSG, did play for Real Madrid, and also at one point played for Borussia Dortmund uh, on the loan while he was on Real Madrid, but now plays for PSG, also Moroccan. Um, was a big part of that uh, Moroccan World Cup run that they had. Um, he is currently facing some rape and sexual assault accusations. Um, this actually, what the police report was, uh, was filed on February 26th, but the events uh, transpired the day before on the 25th. Um, it was also crazy to think, cause this guy was literally at the FIFA best awards, which that shit was fucking awkward, <laughs> but <laughs> I won't, I won't talk too much about that in a minute. Cause that was just, 
That was just, I don't know what the fuck I was watching. Um, but yeah, so, so as of right now, well, not right now, he's been actually been playing, he's been playing since not the Nantes game, but, uh, Hakimi has, uh, was off for, for a few, ma- for a few matches because of a hamstring injury. So there was no correlation between the, the, the case, the accusations and, and why he wasn't playing. Um, kind of going back to me with, I feel like I've been touching up on this matter for like the, the, the past, uh, for a while now, especially with, with the Mason Greenwood, uh, you know, Benjamin Mendy, uh, I've said this plenty of times now at this point where I'm like at, at the point of agnosium, but, uh, you know, this did happen. I, I needed, you know, I just felt like I, this was something I needed to touch up on. Um, but kind of, kind of to sum most of my thoughts on this, obviously this is a very sensitive situation. Um, Obviously, they're doing an investigation, so as far as casting judgment, no one should be even making an opinion on this, whether on, on Hakimi as a person, because the fact is, we've seen this situation be played over and over again, where sometimes they do it, they did do it, and sometimes it is literally this person that's false, that's fa- making false accusations, so it's it's this is and and then sometimes maybe it's just because someone threw some hush hush money. There it, it it's a lot of things whether they did it or did not do it. But let's just as people, you know, obviously let the investigation run its course, um, and see what's being found there. But uh, Hakimi, like I said, he's going to be in a situation where no matter what, he's going to be labeled as this. This is what he's going to be thought of instead of the amazing player that he is. And like I said, I'm trying to stay as neutral as I possibly can because the fact is, I don't know if he did it or he did not do it. Um, so that's why I'm kind of like waiting till like the investigation is complete before I start casting full judgment. Um, but I don't know. Uh, the, the thing that kind of, for me, that's kind of a red flag, not going to say it is, but it's kind of a red flag to me is the instant, how instant the, you know, the, the, it was reported and the only reason why I say that is because usually, especially with, with situations like this, um, the victim, it takes a while before the victim can, can build up the courage to go seek, uh, the authorities or seek help in general, uh, on, on things that happen like this. So for it to be this instantaneously, it's, that seems kind of, that seems kind of fishy to me. Now, once again, I'm not trying to say that this person is, you know, making false accusations or anything like that, but I just want to point out, it's a very, this is a very quick, uh, turnaround for something that's really mentally, uh, uh, when we talk about like mental health and all that, this is a very pressing matter that sometimes some people are just not able to build the courage to, to face their, their attackers, let alone be able to talk to somebody, because it's also one of those things where it's like you don't know how you don't know how to feel. You don't think you can talk to anyone about because you're dealing with this. And I'm not obviously I'm not speaking to someone that's been through it because I've never gone through this. But you know we've I, I think we've all heard enough stories, and either you you heard it or you went through you went through it yourself or you knew somebody went through it. For my part, I get don't want to put my personal life like this, but I do know some people that have dealt with this. Um, with these matters, and um, like I said, most of them, it's it's something that that happened to them like years, months. Like it it takes it takes a lot of courage for people to come out and talk about these matters. And so for me, like how instant the next they were able to go the next day and make this report, that is kind that to me is is kind of fishy. Um, maybe this person just knew, but that seems like a red flag to me. Um, so that's why I'm kind of, especially like, you know, with the Mason Greenwood situation, I was very clear with casting judgment and it was because of, obviously for that one, you had footage, you had, well, you had the audio, the audio clip. I believe there was also a video, but I can't promise you on that part cause I didn't see the video, but, um, like there was, there was something that you can see as sort of proof that it could have happened. Whereas, and there's like, obviously there's nothing, no details yet. Cause obviously they're doing the investigation, but to me, that little part, that little snippet, the fact that it was literally filed the next day, um, can kind of, can give me two things. One, either this person is like uberly cor- courageous or two, um, 
this person wants something and and knows Hakimi's profile and knows that they can get they can fully benefit from it and so like it is such a hard thing but we do live in a world like that where you really can't take everything everyone's word you know not, no one can be really truly truly trusted um and that's what I'm kind of that's my thought on that is that you know once again I don't know this person's situation maybe it happened maybe it didn't happen but from my my experience I've never seen someone be able to just jump quickly and get right into it um into like getting it getting it taken care of um especially when you're thinking of like just thinking like through a perspective of someone that had would have had this happen to them for me it it would be like something one you think this is a nightmare and you're maybe it's being replayed over and over again in your head trying to figure out what what did I do what did I was it me things like that like so you're you're having this mental battle trying to understand what exactly just transpired and so and like I said it, for some people it's very embarrassing they don't want to tell people things because maybe they don't agree, maybe they 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 don't agree with you you know that like like I said to me the the urgency of making this report is what makes it a little bit of a concern for me because I don't I have never met anybody that was so quick to to file because like I said the quickest one that I can think of of a friend that was able to open up about this to me it was an event that happened like half a year ago so like it, it, I'm just saying I that's just my thought. I'm not. I'm not here telling y'all that like this person is fa- making false accusations. I just think that the ur- the urgency to file a report is a little bit uh, fishy to me. And I think PSG, as weirdly as I'm ever going to say this, because you know I'm not particularly a fan of PSG, even though I just bought a PSG Sergio Ramos jersey, but it's because of Sergio Ramos. Um, but the thing is, what they you know, they are kind of doing what I think maybe most professional teams need to start doing and that is kind of wait till the investigation is done um or t- at least talk to- I don't know what PSG did I think personally if I was if I was a team that gets hit with these kind of accusations from a player um first off I need to talk to the player see what's going on in their head um I would probably like talk to them see if they would want to maybe step away for a bit till this clears up or would they want to still be playing? I think most athletes will probably say they still want to be playing, and just know that there's going to be coming. There's going to be backlash coming because, like I said, once you get labeled with these, once you get hit with these accusations, the label's going to come. And so, um, I don't know if they talked to Hakimi. I think they were just. I think they're just trying to be like business as usual. Hakimi was dealing with a hamstring injury. But, you know, they do keep, they're continuing to have him be part of the team. He will be selected as a regular player, as he should be, because of obviously all that he's put into work in. Um, but also that, not only, not only is PSG doing this, but also Morocco. And I mean, I'll be honest, he's, he's, he's one of the top players in Morocco. So they don't, they don't want to lose that. They don't want to lose that, uh, continuity going on, especially with the run that they had in the, in the 2022 World Cup. So I think that that's also something pretty, I think good that the clubs are doing right now, that the teams are doing right now is that it, there's, until there's a, an official, official, uh, charge, once there's official charge, then maybe it's now time to start setting up a, a strategy. But, and I'm sure there's, they're already planning out what, what needs to be done in the, in the case of a certain, and a series of events happens, but Right now, there is an investigation. They'll respect the investigation. It seems seems to me that Hakimi is very okay with letting the investigation happen. He's he's prepared to, I guess, part, you know, allow allow, allow the police department to do their investigation. Anything, I'm I'm guessing he's gonna have like an open door with them. So, which to me that seems like a pretty good sign of someone that's confident that they are not going to get hit with charges. But also, if you're that person that's gonna say that. You know, maybe it's because they're hiding something, and maybe they're gonna, maybe they're gonna throw hush hush money. I don't know, but uh, I like to me, like I said, the red flag for me right now is how quick the this this report was filed, and for an event that happened literally the day before, the night before, who knows? But literally happening the day before, and then you go straight to the police to report it. 
that seems like a red car, a, a red flag, a little, a red flag to me. Um, so that's just my opinion. I, you know, if you guys don't agree with that, that's fine. Um, unfortunately, now we live in a world where you can't really trust what people say. Um, we've seen it happen to a to a lot of athletes. Um, I, I won't, I'll, I'll, I won't just throw athletes. I'll, I'll even throw celebrities in there that have get get hit with these accusations. And it's only really done because they want to get money out of it. Now, which is which is awful. It's really awful because obviously for the people that are truly our victims that are getting affected by this, that that's what it hurts them because their their voices are being questioned. They build up the courage to go out there to go and finally tell somebody of what happened, and because because of the fact that there's other people ruining it you know building such a horrible reputation about doing this exact action of coming out uh about being uh sexually assaulted or, or raped um that people don't trust you and so it's unfortunate but like now this is the world we live in and hopefully maybe we can change that maybe it'll change over the years that we can start being honest again and not question people's honesty but yeah, that, that, the urgency to me is just, that's just a huge red flag. So we'll see how things progress. Um, hopefully, hopefully Hakimi's name is cleared. Um, and if not, then obviously that's, as a whole can of worms that we're, me and Edward, hopefully me and Edward have, get to, get to break down about. I get, I'm not, not exactly thrilled about it. Okay. I'm not going to say that. Um, but it's going to, obviously it's going to be something that we're going to talk about because it's something that's literally happening in the world of soccer. So. It's unfortunate, but that's what it is. Um, but we'll see what happens in the next coming uh, weeks with this investigation from the police over in, in Paris, France. All right, moving on. Um, so, obviously, last weekend, it kicked off the, the 2023 MLS season. Um, it was going to start off with a banger of a match as we were going to have El Trafico be played at the Rose Bowl, which I was pretty excited about. Um, if you guys aren't from the United States or not familiar with the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl is one of the most iconic venues, in, not only in sports, but also like just a venue in general. Um, some pretty good concerts have happened there as well. But it's just iconic in California. Uh, you know, obviously Rose Bowl, one of my favorite college football bowl matches. Um, but overall, man, it, it's just a cool place. I, I It's definitely one of my... Uh, bucket list of stadiums that I want to go to. I ha even from going to visit California, I've never had a like a legitimate reason to go to the Rose Bowl, and so hopefully maybe one day I can just go to the Rose Bowl, whether it's to go watch a college football game or a soccer game or go see a, a, a musical performance. It'll just be really be, be really cool to go experience the Rose Bowl. But um, well, the match against LA Galaxy and LAFC had to have been postponed. And it was due to some safety concerns being that there was thunderstorms happening in L.A., um, which is crazy to think that. Because L.A., uh, I wouldn't say thunder. I don't, well, I mean, I only, whenever I went to L.A., it was usually for Christmas, you know, for holidays or the summer. So, and the weather was never, was never really, like, super bad when I went. So, it's a very interesting thing that to happen. But then again, we're also talking about Pasadena, California. It's not necessarily at Los Angeles, but... Um, the, like I said, the game was, was scheduled to be, be played at the Rose Bowl. It was going to be like a huge event, um, have one of the biggest venues for MLS. That was going to be super cool. I thought I was excited to see the coverage for it and it did not happen. And so I know, I, I believe that they still want to have the game at the Rose Bowl. I, I think obviously it's going to be really cool when they do it. Um, it's just, it's just going to suck because I I was very excited about that match, especially because of it being at the Rose Bowl. But it was going to kick off the MLS season, and now it's like one. It's it's to be determined when they're gonna, when they're going to have that match. Uh, I mean, unless they find like a good, a really good date that could be cool enough for to to promote that. Um, but yeah, it just it, it's a bummer. Um, you can't really do it in the summer because obviously League's Cup is going to happen. In the summer, maybe when you come back from League's Cup, kick it off, kick off the second half of the MLS season with with the El Trafico at the Rose Bowl. So maybe that could be an option. I, I mean, I'm just shooting it off the off my head, but I think that would probably be cool. 
I was just excited because, you know, it was going to be LAFC. Obviously, they just came off winning the MLS Cup. LA Galaxy, their rival. Um, you know, Chicharito, Carlos Vela. Uh, just all the names you could think of. And it would have been really cool to have had that in the Rose Bowl. All the names, you know, two big two big clubs in the MLS. And and we, we didn't kick off the season with it. So, that's a bummer. But, hey, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we'll see what happens, you know, when they announce it. But. I'll be I'll be excited to watch it nonetheless because it's the Rose Bowl, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, sticking with U.S. soccer, man, it is the craziest thing to me is that that that, that there's still not a U.S. men's national team coach. <laughs> um, we still I, I believe uh, Anthony Hudson is still technically the interim interim head coach of the USA, um, so that's kind of weird. Um, but also you gotta remember all the drama that went into this season went went into this year after the World Cup with. Greg Berhalter getting hit with blackmail. Um, you know, you know the whole Gio Reyna Greg Berhalter drama, and then and then uh, you have Ernie Stewart. Uh, you know, uh, you know, getting you know, uh, stepping down. I think I believe he went to he went somewhere in the Eredivisie. I forgot what club. I think it might have been PSV, um, but. Goes you know goes goes over there. Um, uh, Brian McBride, the general man, no, not the general manager, the president, president, something. He was something higher up there. Um, he steps down as well. So like literally, there's like no leadership right now in the U.S. men's national team, which is fucking crazy because of the fact that this is, we're going into the biggest cycle in U.S. soccer, b- being that it is that. This is now everything is in preparation for the 2026 FIFA World Cup, which is going to be here in the United States. Um, you're, you're basically everything you're doing right now is aimed towards the 2026 FIFA World Cup. Um, and you, your first games are, well, it, 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 it was very lackluster. Um, and so it's, it's like, what do you do here? Like, like, how do we still not have a coach? How do we not have any form of leadership? Like, who's interviewing? It? Is anybody getting interviewed? Um, you know, like I said, and this is like a, this is a, a, a cycle that's monumental, super important that we get the right guy to build this, this national team and, and hope, hope we can have a solid, uh, World Cup. And, and obviously, some people are saying maybe we can win the World Cup. That'd be cool. Um, but obviously, I think just having a good run in the World Cup would, would be monumental, especially with what core players we have right now for the USA. Um, so, not the best start. And it's, it's, it is frustrating. Obviously, Ted Tolman <laughs> shared his frustration with the lack of leadership, with the, with the, the, the whole fact that there's a, so much unknowns to, the U.S. men's national team, like, you know, is anyone being interviewed? Is, are they, are they looking to get their, you know, team president, general manager dressed before they go and get a head coach, which that sucks because, well, the head coach, we need to figure out who, what's the identity of this team going into this cycle and no one else is going on. (laughs) So, uh, you know whether whether they stick with a local guy like like Tim Curtin or or um go go after a Jose Mourinho or a Thierry Henry who apparently his hat his hat got put on the table, um like at this point it's just like we we need one we need to figure out who the fuck's in charge and and just start doing what we got to do which is um. Which is actually just getting this program right, dude. Like we have, we have, uh, we have obviously Nations League have coming up. I believe it's Granada. Um, but there's, a, there's some game, some, some games coming up. Um, are we going to have another call up with, with Anthony Hudson running it? I think obviously it's going to be a little bit different this time around because, um, the guys that he would probably end up wanting to call up would be probably be more of it will be available this time around instead of how it was when with January. But it's just not a good look, man. That's all I gotta say. It's just not a good look right now. Um, that we still haven't addressed who our coach is gonna be. We haven't addressed who who's gonna be our general manager and president. Like 
we don't know who the hell is running this thing. Is anyone getting interviewed? And I think that's like the frustration part. And it, the first, like, and the real frustrating part is just the fact that like we're entering a very important cycle. I I probably wouldn't be like this if it wasn't for the fact that the 2026 World Cup will be here in the U.S. and Mexico and Canada, and, and um, this is a good a good opportunity to really gain following, gain fandom for U.S. soccer because we're gonna have it in our own backyard. Um, so we need to make sure we we develop. We're getting the, we're calling up guys that's gonna help us make a strong statement for this World Cup, and I don't I understand. That it's in four years. I get all that. That it's you know we're in twenty twenty three. It's it's not gonna be till twenty twenty six. I get that. I get all that shit. But technically, it's like three and a half because of the fact that the World Cup was in, in December. But like, I get all those things. But that still doesn't change the fact that like this is where it starts. This is where that groundwork gets laid out. So we do have a, at least a a, a a good World Cup. Um, so yeah, it's a frustrating, it's, it's frustrating for me. And so because of that, um, I, I'm going into this debate topic, which is brought to you by true classic. The brand makes t-shirts that actually fit, not to mention super soft when you're Jack find the right t-shirt can be incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are too tight in all the wrong places or way too big and boxy, but not true classic. True classic has already helped over 2 million men get their fit on an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the absolute best deal they offer for a limited time only. Get 25% off with the code BELLYUPFANTASY at TrueClassic.com. Your sweet thing will love it and your buddies will thank you for passing the True Classic good word along. It's about time you get your fit together. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at TrueClassic.com with the code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at TrueClassic.com with the code belly of fantasy strengthen your core wardrobe with true classic today true classic look good feel good and honestly man my straight up the debate topic is are we overreacting at the fact no no nah, nah, i'm not gonna do that <laughs> my, my debate the, the debate topic is honestly is how how bad of a look is it that we still don't have a a head coach i'm just gonna say that it's, it's how bad am i overreacting Am I overreacting that we still haven't hired anybody? Am I overreacting that how important this call this 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 window is for us for for this World Cup cycle? Am I overreacting? It is should we be worried right now? That's the debate topic. Should we be worried right now that there's still no head coach at the US men's national team? That's what I'll say. So um if you guys agree with me, then tell me I'm not crazy. Well make sure you guys put it well, it'll be posted on social media, so you, so make sure you guys go ahead and tell me, am I crazy or am I right? Am I right to be concerned? Am I right even though the World Cup's not till summer of 2026 and we're only at kind of going towards springtime in 2023? Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm overreacting. There's no need to worry about, we still have plenty of time to worry about a coach. Or is it, are we, are we, are we at a place where we need to start being worried? So I'm not saying pressing the panic button, but should we be worried? So that is that is the debate topic. So make sure you guys one check the post out, share your thoughts, tell me what, how you feel. Um, also, man, once again, go to belly, uh, <laughs> go to belly, go to trueclassic.com. Use the code belly of fantasy to save yourself twenty five percent off. Hundred dollar, hundred dollar. If you spend over a hundred dollars, you will get free shipping. So go ahead and take full advantage. Thank you to True Classic for being our presenting partner for uh, debate topics. So. I'm going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with uh, recapping the knock, the playoff rounds of Europa Conference League and Europa League. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. 
this recap of the playoff rounds for the Europa Conference League and the Europa League is brought to you by Canadips. What is Canadips? Canadips is a great tasting superior alternative to the traditional dip using CBD in a way that is radical, enjoyable, and effective. Now, why does that matter? Traditional dip is a hassle. It's addictive and messy. It's also over 100 years old. So what's the secret? We use 100% grown American hemp combined with a water dispersible technology so it absorbs rapidly. Where can you get Canadips? It's easy. Go to CanadipsCBD.com. Open 24-7. I mean, it's a website. Once again, CanadipsCBD.com. And if you use the code BELLYOFFANTASY, it'll save yourself 20% off on your purchase. Look, what real man rubs lotion on their body or eats gummies, hanging honkers of Canadip CBD liberates your manhood and allows you to chaw in the office and quit playing a sneak at you with the wife. Once again, go to CanadipsCBD.com, use the code BELLYUPFANTASY to save yourself 20% off your purchase. Thanks again to CBD... CBD. <laughs> Thanks. Well, thank you to CBD, but thank you to Canadips for being our presenting sponsor for this recap of the playoff rounds in the Europa Conference League and Europa League. All right. So, recapping the Europa Conference League, Lazio ends up beating CFR Cluj one uh, nil. Uh, Lanarca Lanarca beats uh, Dean Pro one one nil as well. Sheriff, everyone's favorite team, Sheriff, uh, ends up beating Partizan 3-2. Anderlich beats Ludogorets on penalties. It was 2-2 on aggregate. They end up going to penalties, and Anderlich advances to the next round. Ghent beats Karabag uh, in penalties as well to advance um, to the next round. Basel eliminates Traps in the Port 2-1 on aggregate. Lech beats Bodo Glimt 1-0. And Fiorentina eliminates Braga 7-2 on aggregate. And in the round of 16, the matchups will be uh, AEK Lanarca taking on West Ham United. Fiorentina taking on Sevaspor. Lazio taking on AZ Alkmaar. I'm actually interested in that matchup. Lech taking on Jurgarden. Basil taking on Slovan Bratislava. Sheriff taking on Nice. Uh, RIP to Nice. I mean, RIP to Sheriff, honestly. Um, but we'll see. Maybe they can pull the upset. Anderlich taking on Villarreal. That's going to be a good one. And Ghent taking on Istanbul. Basak Sakir. So, also a pretty good one. Um, if I had to say which is the matchup that I'm most excited to see... I will. I'm actually going to go with Anderlich versus Villarreal. I think that's a really good matchup. Um, so I, I will definitely have my eyes set on that one. Especially, let's be honest, not a lot of us going to be watching the Europa Conference League. But here's an opportunity. I think this is a good, good opportunity to go ahead and watch some Europa Conference League. So there's the Europa Conference League in the Europa League. Uh, Juventus eliminates Nantes four to one. Sporting, Sporting Club. Um, Sporting Club Lisbon, I think I believe they're in, they're from Lisbon, Lisbon, uh, but Sporting ends up eliminating uh, Medellin five one. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen eliminates Monaco in penalties. Um, Sevilla eliminates PSV three to two. Manchester United eliminates Barcelona four to three. You'll love to see it. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk eliminates Stade Rennes. Um, in penalties, Union Berlin eliminates Ajax 3-1. And Roma eliminates RB Salzburg 2-1. So the matchups for the round of 16 in the Europa League will be Union Berlin versus Union SG. Sevilla versus Fernabanchen. Juventus versus Freiburg. Bayer Leverkusen versus Ferenc Varos. Sporting versus Arsenal, Manchester United versus Real Betis, Roma versus Real Sociedad, Shakhtar Donetsk versus Feyenoord. Um, I mean, obviously, you guys know I love Arsenal. Um, I will, I, I will not pick Arsenal versus Sporting, even though that does feature the return of Hector Bell- Bellerin, who I do have his jersey. 
which is awkward. Um, but actually, the game I'm very, very much interested to see is actually going to be Roma versus Real Sociedad. I think um, kind of similar to what I, uh, how I felt about about uh, fuck, I'm <laughs> really drawing a blank here. Um, what was that other matchup? Oh, Anderlecht versus Villarreal. I think it's a very uh, very even matchup, so I, I I I can't wait to see that one. So Europa League, there you go. Hopefully Arsenal can make a can make a trophy run because now we're going into our games to recap. Our game to recap this week <laughs> this game this week is the Carabao Cup match. Manchester United beat Newcastle United to win the Carabao Cup. Newcastle had sixty one percent of the possession. Newcastle also outshot Manchester United fifteen to fourteen. But of those 15 shots, only two of those shots were on target for Newcastle. Whereas Manchester United had 10 shots on target. And the goals that were scored for Manchester United was on the 33rd minute by Casemiro. And in the 39th by Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford. <laughs> Who else? Um, the other thing I thought was interesting from this game was that there was a total of 9 yellow cards. 6 going to Manchester United and 3 going to Newcastle. Uh, Gotta love, gotta love when you see some cards flying on in in these matches, and um, I mean, obviously this ends up ending Manchester United's six-year trophy drought, um, which I'm sure Edward's very happy about. But uh, not only that, so like I said, obviously you guys know me, Edward, and Spencer all are participating in a singing bet table, and obviously the winner of the the first the person that finishes on top of the table gets to choose. The songs that the last place person get has to sing for our end of year episode, which would be the intro, uh, before we announce our player of the year and our outro. So, yeah, um, it's a, so obvi- it's very likely I'm going to win it because obviously if you guys remembered, Edward and Spencer were willing to take, uh, some point deductions because they weren't able to do their singing bets from how we used to do it last, uh, last year so because of that that's why we're so they obviously they came in with a lot of points back and so i've been able to build a pretty good lead so the issue isn't if i'm gonna lose because i don't think i'm gonna lose is the issue of who who is gonna finish in last place between edward and spencer obviously edward lost last season so he definitely doesn't want to do this again especially since i'm the one picking the songs but um we did add a caveat though not only do you get points uh obviously win loss or draw um but you also do get points if one of our t- if the teams our teams do win a trophy so Edward gets the first point as Manchester United wins the Carabao Cup which we are counting the Carabao Cup for that one so congratulations Edward all right man time for players of the week players of the week is brought to you by in the clutch.com in the clutch is an apparel company that is partnered with the Players Associations of Major League Soccer, the NFL, MLB, the NBA. Great designs, great feel, great, amazing shirts, man. I really love them. I'm, as a matter of fact, wearing one of my shirts right now. It is my football is life, which now I know the context because I've been watching Ted Lasso. Um, so, of uh, the great Danny Rojas, he, he, he says football is life. So, I, I love this shirt. I got it in orange. It's not dynamo orange, but it's still orange. Um, but I do love the shirt. It's a very amazing, it feels amazing. Um, I love the designs. I'm also a big Astros fan. So I have like a Jeremy Pena shirt. I have, um, a Kyle Tucker shirt. So I just, I just love in the clutch. Amazing shirts. I really love them. Uh, per, uh, per our great friend, Kelsey coin of the high low sports podcast. They passed the fat boy test. So great shirts all around. So, if you guys want to save 10% off, use our code, insert name at checkout. Once again, insert name at checkout. Save yourself 10% off at intheclutch.com. The In The Clutch, man. I love those guys. All right, players of the week. So, Edwards player of the week is Alejandro Ganacho, who scores a goal in Manchester United's 3-1 win against West Ham United. Um, this kid has just started to gain, gain attention of many people, and respectively so, because... You know, this kid is just another future star in the making. At least that's what we're hoping for. Hopefully we don't fuck that up and jinx it for him. But Edwards, player of the week, Alejandro Ganacho. My player of the week is Kylian Mbappe, again, who scores two goals in PSG's 3-0 win against Marcial in Le Classique. So, 
I'm going to I'm going to see what happens here because it seems like everyone's just picking Edward at whatever Edward picks, which maybe they are, maybe they're not, maybe I'm just crazy, but we'll see because Kylian Mbappe almost won it last week. Um, obviously, like if you guys want to know, we count the votes from both Instagram and Twitter. We combine them, and literally, Kaylor Navas won by one vote. So, if you guys want your voice to be heard. Make sure you guys go on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameOC. The poll will be posted on our stories. So go ahead and vote on our stories. And if you go to Twitter, it is literally the subtweet um, on our Players of the Week post. So make sure you guys go ahead and participate in that so your voices be heard. And maybe, maybe, well, we'll see. I, I, I really think that you guys are just picking whatever the hell Edward picks. I, that's what I'm thinking of. So we'll see what happens here. Cause, uh, Pedri is, is, uh, is like literally leading the pack and it's not even close. So we'll see what happens there. Um, so games to watch this weekend. We do have quite the, quite the slate of games in the MLS. I'm going to feature the two teams that didn't get to have an opening, opening game last weekend. And that's LAFC taking on the Portland Timbers and FC Dallas going up against LA Galaxy. So we'll see, we'll see how the campaign starts for, for the two teams in Los Angeles. Um, in Liga Mekis, we got America taking on Pachuca and Chivas versus Santos Laguna. So, some really good teams facing off against each other. A lot of history there. In League Un, we got RC Lens taking on Lille and Stade Rennes taking on Marcial. So, like I said, man, it's not all about the big names, even though technically Lille and Marcial are pretty big names and Stade Rennes, but I don't think a lot of people know about them like that. But, yeah, there we go. In Syria, um, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't pick two. So I got Napoli taking on Lazio. Obviously, Napoli just in one hell of a run this season. Uh, Fiorentina versus AC Milan. Uh, AC Milan is trying to compete. And Roma versus Juventus. Obviously, you guys know Dybala now plays for Roma, former Juventus player. Uh, I'm sure Edward will be will be very much watching that game because he is a big Dybala fan, as well as that he does love Juventus. So we'll see what happens there. In the Bundesliga, we got Borussia Dortmund taking on RB Leipzig. And Bayer Leverkusen taking on Hertha Berlin in La Liga, similar to Syria. I couldn't, I couldn't just not pick three. We have Atletico Madrid taking on Sevilla. Atletico Madrid coming off of a draw against Real Madrid. Um, Sevilla. Honestly, I, I wonder how how is Sevilla doing? Are they still? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see how 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 our, how our boys in Sevilla are doing. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Well, they're out of the relegation zone, so that's good for them. Uh, Valencia is actually there now, so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, so Sevilla. Real Betis taking on Real Madrid. Speaking of, of a team in Sevilla, um, so we'll see how that... It's kind of funny. It's the, it's the rivalries. It's Sevilla and Real Betis because they're both from Sevilla, and then Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid. And then the other game is Barcelona taking on Valencia, who is fighting out, trying to get out of relegation, so we'll see... Who wants it more? Hopefully, hopefully Valencia can beat Barcelona. Um, in the English Premier League, we got Manchester City taking on Newcastle United, the the big the the oil money teams facing off against each other, and we got the Red Derby: Liverpool versus Manchester United. It is a big match. Um, shout out to my boss; he is a big Manchester United fan. So is Edward, but he is a big Manchester United fan. Um, uh, and I hope that I hope that Manchester United loses to Liverpool because. He's getting a big head. Um, that's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say about that one. But I, I'm not gonna take a break. I'm just gonna go straight into our, my closing thought. My closing thoughts this week is obviously Ted Lasso. New season of Ted Lasso is coming up, um, and I'll, I'll say this right now. This is spoilers, 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 spoilers. So um, I'll oh, I'll let you know when the spoiler gets to it. Um, but I'll just tell you guys my thoughts on Ted Lasso as I've, I, I've, I've I'm fully caught up on it. Um, I, I honestly really enjoy the show. I think it is, uh, I think it's a, it's a really great idea. It's kind of funny how it came off of a skit, um, that Jason Sudeikis did with a, a, an American football coach coaching soccer. Um, yeah, I, I, the characters are fun. It, the dynamic of a locker room, um, it's pretty accurate. Um, the only, the the one gripe that I have, at least with it, I think that obviously like 
when the show came out and then with the, the rise of Jesse Marsh, it has kind of ruined the appeal of, Je- of Jesse Marsh because uh, of the comparisons to Ted Lasso. I think just one, especially Gold.com, stop trying to compare coaches to Ted Lasso. Ted, the, none of these guys are Ted Lasso. Like, these guys actually know soccer. And it's kind of like, you know, like, it's a giant fuck you to what these guys have worked their asses off to get an opportunity to go play in Europe, to go coach in Europe, and and you you just compare these guys to Ted Lasso. And it's like, Ted Lasso, which is, he's a, his character is essentially a great people person, but obviously doesn't know shit about soccer. And so, like, which is, which is, as a, as a show, it's great, but you gotta remember, it's, it's, these guys aren't characters, these guys are real people that have studied their asses off about the game, either as a player, and then, you know, obviously after their time as a player, you know, worked their way up to be a coach, and, and so for me, like, that's the only thing that kills the show for me, is just the fact that, like, this is what people think American soccer people are, like, Ted Lasso, and it's like far from the truth. It's entertaining. I like that people are are enjoying Ted Lasso and and are maybe gaining interest in soccer because of Ted Lasso, which I I love. I'm not hating on that part, but it's just like now it's like it's it's this thing where you know are we a joke to some people, and so that's like my only gripe about about the Ted about Ted Lasso is just that I feel like. It in some way kind of makes a mockery of American soccer fans, um, because it's like, oh, this is this is how they are, which is it's far from the truth. Like, and I mean, obviously, I can't speak for like American American because obviously I'm Latin American, but like, it's like, you know, I love American sports just as much as everybody else does, but it's just like the fact that like, this is the picture, and it's like, like I just don't want you. Ted Lasso is Ted Lasso. It's a TV show. It's it's fiction. It's not like I'm gonna go to. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a of, of a show that I watch from. It's not like I'm gonna go to freaking. Col- well, actually, no. That's a pretty bad <laughs> description. Um. Fuck. I can't make it. Okay. It's not like I'm gonna go to fucking New Mexico expecting to see a bunch of meth dealers. So like, you know, like that. That's just not what it is. Like, it's it's a TV show. It's entertaining, and we should just look at it as that. Like, stop trying to compare. Jesse Marsh's rise to soccer like Ted Lasso because it's two far different guys. Um, but but it's always – now that's going to be the thing. It's like when, when an American player plays for Europe, they're going to call him Captain America. Now it's any coach that goes to Europe, he's, he, they're now Ted Lasso. So uh, it's just one of those things that's going to – it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. It's just the way it is. But um, – but my thoughts on Ted Lasso as a, as a whole, as, as far as like the show, it's just it's really entertaining. I love I love the character. I love the I love the characters. I love the dy- the dynamic. I love the plot. Everything about it. I love the the things that they touch up on on the show. Obviously, mental health um, is one of the things that I do really truly love about the show. Um, now, going into spoilers, uh, the only thing I will say, and it took me a while to really like kind of get it is 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 Nate's character. And the reason why is because like in the first season he's just this really sweet, nice guy. You know, he he works hard, you know, he he you know, he loves, you know, AFC Richmond. Um but you know, he's he's just he's no one like he just gets overlooked. He gets picked on by the players and um and you know, Ted becomes this guy that rec- that notices him, recognizes him, talks to him wants to hear his, wants wants his voice to be heard you know promotes him to be a coach uh on his staff and like and and out of you know and then the second season comes in and and like it's like he he's he just starts becoming an asshole and it's like gradually and, and you kind of notice it like as his hair color changes throughout the 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 episode the seasons throughout the season um his hair is like changing to gray and i think it's just because obviously the stress that he's going through and and like obviously he's just mad at ted for 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 no reason beyond the fact and like i said it took me a while to really understand what was going on because like i will say i knew that nate was gonna turn because obviously i social media is a thing and you know spoilers are gonna happen but like 
I just didn't, like, obviously I didn't understand the character because I didn't watch the show, and then I started watching the show, and so I'm like, I just don't see the, the, gra- the gra- like, there's no, nothing gradual about it, it's just, the second season, he, one, he treats the new kid man like shit, and like, no one addresses it, like, I thought it was so weird that nobody addressed how, how Nate uh, treated the new kid guy, uh, the new equipment manager, and then, it, 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 so there was that, and then I think, I think things got really much worse for as far as like uh Nate's confidence was when Roy uh joins the co- Roy Kent joins the coaching staff um cuz now it's like I don't know the I guess I don't know I I the other thing is also like in that season obviously we're starting to address uh Ted's like mental health um so maybe he's not giving I don't know it was just dumb all of a sudden He's this like suit wearing asshole douchebag, or at least want to be douchebag, um, and then obviously he leaves, and then now he's gonna be coaching West Ham. So I mean, like, I just like I mean, it's it, the heel turn is interesting. I like I like a good heel turn. This, that just goes back to my 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 days of loving WWE. But like the only thing that I kind of just don't get is just that like there's no like episode. To like shift, get like there's no real shift to it. There's not like a gradual shift. It's just boom, he's this now. He's now a dick, and so like that's the only thing that like kind of bugged me is it's not. I would have loved to have seen a progression of him going from not like maybe a a, a scene where he's trying to get like Ted's attention, like he's trying to talk to Ted and Ted's like I'm busy, like he gets another panic. It's like the whole him telling uh the reporter about about Ted's panic attack, like. Like there, like I didn't, I didn't get why he did it. Like there was no reason for him to do it. Um, there was like not a moment to be like where he's like, man, fuck Ted, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, and then like tells the, so like that's that's just my thing, dude. Like it's just I don't see it, and maybe I gotta rewatch the season to maybe see see it. But like I didn't see a gradual change, like besides his hair turning gray. Um, so, but I I'm still enjoying, I still enjoy Ted Lasso. I can't wait for. For season three, um, once again, I'm I'm not, I'm not entirely sure whether or not I'm gonna like watch it right from from the start, or maybe maybe wait till the season's over and then watch it. Because also, Formula One Drive to Survive their 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 fifth season kicked off, so maybe that's gonna have my focus for a bit. Um, there's other shows I kind of want to watch. I might watch Full Swing. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not a golf guy, but then again, I wasn't a Formula One guy either, so. We'll see how that goes, but yeah, Ted Lasso, really good show, really enjoying it. Can't wait for, can't wait for season three. Um, all right, but we're gonna go ahead and wrap up episode one twenty four. I want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out their website, bellyupsports.com. Also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Lots of great stuff, lots of great blogs, lots of great podcasts on that network. So go ahead and check them out. Also shout out to Alejandra Gomez. She created the Instagram FC logo. I love the logo. I love. I just, I just love the look of it. I, I, I just look at it sometimes and just be like, damn, Alejandra just did a great job. If you guys need logo work done, I highly recommend Alejandra. Follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Shoot her a message. If you guys need logo work, well, tell her we sent you. Maybe she'll give you a discount. And of course, man, the guy that makes the beats, the intros, the outros, some, well, Usually we'll edit these episodes, but because of the short note, the fact that I'm recording this on, on Wednesdays, as of lately, I've kind of wanted to alleviate a lot of pressure on him, alleviate the workload for him. So I'm now kind of editing these episodes, but back once we get to the groove, back to the groove, uh, he'll be editing these episodes once again. But, um, if you guys love the beats, man, go ahead and follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. If you guys need some beats done, go ahead and hit him up at that guy dope. Once again, on Instagram at that guy dope. Um, we really appreciate Spencer so much so that we named him, we named the Roosevelt Spencer, ugh, Roosevelt Spencer's player of the year award after him. So thank you so much for Spencer, bro, my brother from the Marine Corps. So always appreciate that. But yeah, that is episode 124. Catch you next week for episode 125. All right, take care, guys.